What is up, guys? Welcome to Nat One Episode Three. I'm your host Jester, and to my left we have your co-host Failed. Hey, how's it going, guys? And we got a special guest for you today, digitally in studio, the one and only Cutright, who we've gamed with once and I've known for quite a few years. We're going to introduce him now and let him do a little bit of talking. I, I'd like to think digitally is like that's that's a rude way of saying that I'm I'm like an online girlfriend, yeah, not actually there. And some people don't think I actually exist, but I, I mean, I do. Well, you, do, do you exist? You just make me feel uh, better when I'm sitting home alone. I'd like to think I'm definitely one of the e-thoughts of the universe. One of the e-thoughts? So, uh, do, do you want to do, like, an introduction and tell everybody who you are? I mean, I, I mean, sure. I mean, my name is Cutright. I'm an online content creator on Twitch, uh, social media personality wannabe on Twitter, wholesome cinnamon roll, and generally just a loud person online. I do a little bit of streaming, content creation, updates on games, just more or less communicate and try to encourage other people to get online and make content as well. And, of course, I mean, you, you know me in real life as well, so. Yeah. Did, did you call I mean, yourself a helps. cinnamon roll? I, I try, yes. A wholesome online cinnamon roll. Well, I mean, there's it's people like that are allergic I shoot to for. cinnamon. Is it because you're so creamy? Uh, <laughs> no, it's because I'm like, I'm warm, I'm fluffy, everybody wants to put me in their mouth, and then I ask them, hey, listen, whoa, I just want to keep it casual and friendly. Yeah, and then you just get covered in frosting? Uh, listen, I can't tell you about my knife freaking side. That's not what this is about. Oh man. Well, we're off to a good start. All right, so uh, you you play tw- you play on Twitch, right? You're a streamer. Primarily, yes, I stream on Twitch. I mean, I've been asked if I want to do Facebook Live or Microsoft's platform Mixer, which used to be it called Beam. Uh, Chatterbait, but I mean, that one's another side story. Oh, geez. Yeah, primarily I exist on Twitch, and it's fun. It's like the friggin' mastered standards in streaming and one of the hardest things I've ever been doing for the past three years. I didn't know that Microsoft had a platform. Yes, they do. It's, it's not terrible. Unfortunately, it's right now bogged down by the major popular titles, so variety broadcasters like myself, variety meaning I just kind of play everything and I don't fall into one genre. But it makes it to where it's really hard to actually get noticed. What are you playing right now? Oh, God. Last week was City Skylines because I want to prove how I can't micromanage things. I uh, played a little bit of that new game by Devolver Digital called Scum, which is a survival open world game. Ooh, that sounds I fun. played PUBG because, you know, shooting people can be enjoyable. And then I played The Forest because I like to see how bad I can exploit that game. Um, City Skylines, that's like a basically SimCity. It's like the spiritual it's, successor, it, right? It, it, kinda. It's more like SimCity on... If, if SimCity along with your economics class you slept through in senior uh, senior high school had a really overly aggressive baby that felt the need to constantly ruin your dreams, especially when you accidentally pump sewage into your city's main water supply. Oh, Which geez. definitely happened to me last week. <laughs> I don't know why you have to bring up what happened to me in econ in school, and... I'm kind of uh, offended, but... <laughs> no, no, offensive. Offensive was when somebody, when I was being yelled at by one of my viewers saying, how dare you Flint, Michigan, your city, and then I, I, I immediately <laughs> broke down. Because <laughs> uh, realistically, that was the harshest thing I've ever heard, but it was very accurate. Yeah. Uh, whoever, whoever said that on your stream definitely deserves a shout-out, so... Yeah. Um... 
What what's this what's this zombie survival game you were talking about? What what do you do? Oh, well, it's it's called Scum. So, um, have you did you guys ever play? I, 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 I thought Scum was a card game. I'm sorry. Did we Say play what? <laughs> did you guys ever play Daisy before? Ever heard of it? Yeah, I, I know Daisy. Yeah. Okay, so 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 Daisy was an amazing mod by a bunch of developers that was made for Arma Two, and then they made. It standalone a couple years back that was an absolute aborted dumpster fire scum is what daisy should have been and is an open world survival we are a, a, a prisoner dropped on an island for like this game show type thing where your main goal is to survive the elements wildlife zombies where you're doing everything from micromanaging your weight to wetness level to what you have in your colon and when you need to take a leak let nature call and, I mean, you're even tracking your caloretic intake. It's actually a pretty intense survival game. So there are zombies, but also there are game shows? There are zombies. There are other players. There are giant robots that shoot at you if you get too close to a certain military compound. Like, the game itself is in open alpha right now for $20. And it's probably open alpha launches of a game in its genre for a very long time now. What, uh, what platform? Is it Steam? Uh, yeah, it's primarily on Steam right now. I don't know if they're actually going to be doing cross-platform, and there's a part of me that kind of hopes they don't, because right now I think it's really solid where it's at, yeah. and should just be developed and pushed for PC. Well, I mean, if it ever goes to other systems, you can count on Sony not to make it cross-platform. Yeah. True. I mean, I mean, come on, we see what cross-platform does. Look at Fortnite. Fortnite's on mobile. It's on PC. It's in your urinal at the bar, depending on what games you, bars you go to. I mean, it's just, Fortnite's everywhere. PUBG slowly falling in line. It's nice to just see a title that's like, no, we just want to focus on PC development. Thank you. Um, I, I, well, I, I see it from a business standpoint where these developers, they want to make money, but I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, like, uh, with a big one for me was uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, you had all these people buying Sony consoles waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 ever since the PS2. And now it's being released pretty much on everything. So, like, there is yeah. that, like, I want it to be exclusive feeling, but I understand that they want to make money, so they're going to broaden it. I mean, factual, but at least we got Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I still haven't played it yet. I want to. Is Spider-Man PlayStation only? Yeah. That was a bold move. Yeah, it is a PlayStation exclusive, and Xbox and PC owners like are really upset. Xbox kind of seems like a DC fan kind of thing, though. Like, just the worst of the two. Well, DC Universe is on Sony. Is it? Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah, I hate to say it. Arkham, the Arkham games are fantastic. Well, isn't that Batman? I mean, Batman yeah. is basically Marvel. Well, but uh, the Arkham games, you play as Batman. and the first one, you're in actual Arkham Asylum. The second one, they turn a big, like, area of Gotham into, like, this prison for criminals. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to break out. And Why is Batman in a criminal prison? He's because uh, they basically like turned a huge chunk of the city into a prison where just criminals roam free and there's still people in it. Oh, so he just went there to like kill the criminals? He doesn't kill anyone. He used to kill people. I remember in to, the yeah. old comics when his fingers were like oh. super long spikes that he just jammed through people's heads. Sorry. But if you think about some of the fighting and whatnot, some of the way that heroes, I'm using some quotations, I know I'm, I'm digitally in the room with you, but you can't see my hands, or yeah. if I'm wearing pants. <laughs> but if you think about 
how often you see these heroes and these pantheons dispatching their their rivals passively. Some of those people are dead. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, in, in the Gotham games alone, you're like you're like smashing people with like giant park benches and shit, and it's exactly. it's like that person's definitely dead. So, did you watch um, season two of Daredevil with the Punisher in it? Oh, goodness, yes. It was so good. Right? He's just, like, straight up killing everyone, and Daredevil's like, can you please not do that? And Frank Castle's just not giving a fuck, killing everybody. Because no, he's angry but about being Shane. I mean, but that's very, I don't know, Marvel in a nutshell. They were never afraid of, we gotta be passive, we gotta we gotta let the cops do their job. They're like, no, no, we're vigilante monsters that are just out here to accomplish a goal and go home. I don't know, there's so many Marvel characters who are so opposed to killing, though. Like, the, the whole... three. Daredevil won't kill. Um, shit, three. Iron Fist <laughs> will kill. Iron Fist doesn't give a shit. I'm just trying to go off of the Netflix universe, because up until literally when you said name three, I thought that Frank mm-hmm. Castle was the only one willing to kill anybody. <laughs> I don't know, Jessica no. Jones would probably kill some people. He killed. She killed Kilgrave. Spoilers. We're at yeah. Jessica Jones season two. You said spoiler you at said, the wrong yeah. time. That's your fault. Yeah, spo- you usually give spoiler alerts before you say the spoiler. Yeah, but okay, okay. So she killed Kilgrave. <laughs> she killed Kilgrave because she absolutely had to kill Kilgrave. And like the whole second season, season she was all shitty about it. Like she was hey, sad the whole now time. Now that's spoilers. It's still in season two. Is it still in season two? I got rid of Netflix recently because I'm on that Hulu train. I've been watching. I'm jumping on on the Verve train myself. Oh, gross. We talked about Verve last episode and how you need to throw it out. It's so good. Well, the the interface is sloppy. It's so unresponsive. Can we talk about Harmony Quest for a third episode in a row? I don't mind. (laughs) Have you seen Harmony Quest? I, I actually haven't. Oh, uh, you gotta see it. it. It's 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 awesome. Uh, we've talked we, about it in literally every episode we've had so far. Yeah, but listen, we're gonna talk about like bad interfaces. You guys are the one recording this on a Mac. I salute your bravery. <laughs> hey, Mac's like built for media or whatever, whatever their slogan used to be. They're also built as boat anchors. I mean. They wouldn't hold a big boat. There goes there goes fifty percent of your guys' podcast viewers right now, listeners yeah. right now. I'll stop. I, I won't start my <laughs> Windows fanboyism. I promise. I'm sorry, guys. I won't bring up the controversial topics. Okay, so there is one thing that I like Windows more than Mac for. Games. I was just gonna say Steam because I have <laughs> yeah. Age of Mythology and I just can't play it on my Mac and it really bums me out. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> As a gamer, I've watched the develop for gaming on Macs over the past years, and while it's gotten better, it's just still so far behind. And then I'll see my friends who say they're gamers, and I'll go into their homes, and I'll say, what, kind of, what do you game on, a PC or console? Mac. And then it's like I walk out, I, 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 I lock their door, and I just I just, I leave. Well, see, I would, uh, I would actually probably do the same thing, honestly. I may have a Mac, but it's just for like the multimedia and stuff. If I were to actually game on a PC, it'd definitely be a Windows. I play yeah, no, I play absolutely. Dota, like. But you guys started talking to me a little bit about like what I do for Twitch and whatnot. What do you what are you are you guys looking to like turn this into a Twitch show? Like I trust me, I'm your guy. Um, I I don't know. Um, actually, this is a uh, this is something that I was talking to Jester about the other day. With Twitch, I feel like there's this whole uh, kind of let's play mentality that's going through society right now. That they'd rather watch video games than play them themselves. 
Yeah. No, that goes without saying. I mean, I hate to say it. I, I, I haven't really gotten a chance to say play Spider-Man yet. I plan on it, so I actually not haven't touched it yet. But with certain games that just they're out of my scope or I'm not interested or I just don't have the time, it's sometimes nice just to sit down and watch a potentially hubris or knowledgeable or skilled individual watch and decimate a game because all I'm thinking is like, yeah, I'm living through you right now. Entertain me. See, that's that's exactly why I don't like playing video games, but I love sitting down and watching people play through video games. It's just like watching a really good movie. Uh, I don't I don't know to me like I I see me and Jester we hardly ever get along on anything. It's weird that we're friends. But um yeah. Like, I'd rather just sit there and play the video games. I mean, I'll throw on, like, a Let's Play or something every now and again if I'm working on something. But for the most part, if I'm working on something, I'm watching, like, fact videos or documentaries on video games or just basic information. I'm not watching gameplay footage because I'd, I'd, I'd just rather play it. They make documentaries about video games? Yes, there's a ton of them. Do they all star William Shatner? No. It's rough. That'd be pretty cool if they did. Or Jeff Goldblum. Or Paul oh, Rudd. Jeff Goldblum would be awesome in all of them. I'd want to watch Jeff Goldblum do, like, the latest Jurassic Park SimCity type game. Yeah, and then, like, as you're creating the dinosaurs, he can tell you to be careful because life finds a way. Well, no, this is an actual game. What? They, they made a Jurassic Park SimCity style game. Oh, yeah, I played it on my phone where you, like, build a tyrani- or triceratops or whatever. You gotta let it out of its cage. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't, do you know anything about the Jurassic Park game that's on PS4? I don't. I saw it on the store, but I haven't even looked at it. Is that what it is, or is it an actual, like, adventure game? Well, no, it's a full-blown sim-like game. Okay, see, that's it's, what I'm talking about. Sorry about that. Um, it's a full-blown sim-like game that recently came out, and it's pretty intense, a lot of stuff you got to focus on, but... I don't know. It's it's interesting, though. I, I wouldn't say that it's something I devoted any time in. I watched my roommate play it, which kind of fits our topic of us wanting to watch people play games instead of playing them ourselves. Exactly. Um, in this game, would would it be possible to recreate the entire scenario of Jurassic Park 1? Oh, goodness. I, 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 I couldn't even get to tell you. It would be interesting if it could. I mean, you got, like, uh, I don't know if you remember Machinima. But, like, that'd be pretty cool to see something like that where they just recreate the entire movie in that game. Well, now you get stuck getting an island, you get some dinosaurs, you make sure they don't eat too many people, and that's about it. And you just <laughs> kind of slowly adopt more dinosaurs, get more islands, go after more dangerous dinosaurs. I don't know. It really seems like it's, it's, it's playing God from an aloof perspective where human life is nothing more than a statistic on how many did we lose today. Can you build roller coasters that throw people all the way over the fence? It's not Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure there's mods for Planet Coaster you could do that with. Yeah. <laughs> um, if someone's playing that game, you know that there's a lot of gamers, like uh, the people who played The Sims or Roller Coaster Tycoon, whose main goal is just to kill people in that park. I mean... I mean, city, city Skylines may or may not have a meteor feature. You can just drop magnitude 50 meteors on your city and just start over. Well, I mean, even SimCity, you could, like, bring the natural disasters in. Or in SimCity 2000, you could bring the aliens in. And... They had aliens oh, that in was my favorite game? part, actually, was the aliens. Yeah, you could have them come in and they started destroying buildings and shit. It was pretty cool. There was this one game I used to play online where you're, like, in charge of an entire country, but the entire thing is text-based. 
So, like, you just get emails about what new laws are, and then you have to sign them in or not. I forget what it was called. It's pretty just cool, though. yes to all. Just Bruce Almighty it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, cut right. Tell us, you, you've done, you've done um, like, panels and stuff at shows. Can you give us some insight into what it's like being a real celebrity? A real celebrity? I don't know. When I find out, I'll look. Um, I will famous? say that I have been very lucky enough. I So, I started streaming because my best friend, Jordan, my name is Jordan. I know there's some irony in this. My best friend Jordan was streaming, and he was running a group called Twitch Arizona. No. Yeah, Twitch Arizona at the time. And I, I always thought of streaming as, hey, this is kind of fun. I'm loud and obnoxious. Maybe I can entertain people. So I started streaming. I got involved with an actual community here in Arizona where we managed to form one of the largest groups in the Valley and get people streaming, get them on board. And more or less, I was privileged enough to be able to get on panels and um, it's not so much that I was on the panel themselves. I was able to moderate, mediate, actually set up the panels, meet voice actors, meet people, go to actually large-scale streaming conventions such as TwitchCon, and just kind of participate in a community as a whole. And while it's fun, it's great. Holy crap, it is some of the most exhausting stuff I've been doing over the past three years. So uh, when you say that you expanded Twitch Arizona, were you just like Jehovah's Witnessing up to doors and asking people if they had heard about streaming online? Well, kind of. One of the things I got to do was be the social media manager and kind of the branding manager for the group, where my job was to kind of create the concept of where the group wanted to go and try to make sure we kept on that and reflected that. That's super so fun. I would go out of my way to try to connect with people, sponsors, etc., bring them on, bring it together, and try to create the story. And then I ended up stepping down to go pursue other things and mainly, you know, kind of alleviate some of the stressors that come from that. Yeah. Um, with uh, with like the conventions and stuff, do you do this often? I go to conventions. I would say. Local conventions, I kind of, I go to Phoenix Comic Fest, I go to Game On Expo, I went to Sabotin, that's mainly because, you know, a quick shout out to Josh Petersdorf, the voice actor for Galio from League of Legends and Roadhog from Overwatch and Optimus Prime at Universal Studios Hollywood. He was there and I sometimes do commission work and chat with him online and he's kind of an idol of mine. He was there so I wanted to go by and say hi. It was, it was pretty cool. They jumped up and hugged me. That was an interesting experience. But I'll go to a lot of the local conventions, and it's it's fun. It's a great experience. I'd like to see myself go to RTX, Rooster Teeth Expo, or PAX, or kind of those larger ones here in the future. Um, PAX is one that I'd like to go to, or uh, GDC, or GDQ. Ooh, yes. GDQ would be really cool, cool to go to. I love watching speedrunners. It's pretty much the only like let's play type thing that I will watch is speedrunning because it's just amazing what they do with these games they break them to the point of no fixing it my uh my friend Ryan uh he goes by JTB on Twitch he is a uh, GDQ speedrunner for Resident Evil 4 and I, I watch him and other speedrunners and it it fascinates me how much they actually teach and train themselves oh yeah well I mean uh because you, you have speedrunners like Simple Flips, and uh, if you go to his YouTube channel or his Twitch, it's literally like him playing Super Mario 64 for like 10 hours straight every time. Right. And it's just crazy. He's probably put more time into Super Mario 64 than I have in every game I've ever played. Exactly. It's, it's, just, it's almost like 
volunteering to study for like the most expensive gaming exam of your life where you just have to just to get a record just have a 13 year old kid from Minnesota beat it later oh yeah it, well that's what happens it's, it sounds funny but that's what happens with speedrunning yeah I don't know I, I like that Mario though that's a fun game that's one of the few games I play you're, you're really showing your uh, video game expertise here Jester yeah. I love that Mario <laughs> That Mario, yeah, that Mario that clever guy, yeah. But uh, when I was asking about the conventions, I was more thinking like in terms of being on panels and boards and stuff. Right. Is that what you do, or um, do you just go to them like recreationally? So when I when I do panels and whatnot, I I've never sat, I would say, on a panel directly. I've been the moderator and the conversation starter. I'll lead a panel and guide a panel. It's usually a people I've curated. Um, but I've had a lot of experience doing that and it's fun. It's exciting because you are included in the conversation yourself. So you, you do do it pretty often though. Um, I did. I don't anymore, mainly for the fact I'm not part of that group anymore. I mean, I am, but I'm not, I'm disqualified because I was the leader, so I don't get included in much, but I have another group that I participate with called constantly calibrating. They do, um, um, uh, lots of, uh, convention coverage um, interviews stuff like that so with them um, I'm hoping to actually participate in more panels and coverage and things online to try to get back into doing that kind of stuff because it's actually what I love podcasting and actually just talking to people is kind of the main goal of why I even wanted to stream in the first place who's your favorite famous person that you've met Jesse Cox I don't know who that is. Really? You met Jesse Cox? Jesse Cox is amazing. I met him at TwitchCon 2016, and he is one of the nicest people I've ever met. There's a photo of him and I floating around somewhere. Pocket photobombed it. It was great. Um, did Did you meet any of the other That One Video Gamer guys? No, I wish. I would love to. Um, Total Biscuit is, and rest his soul, uh, he was probably what started my love for watching and listening to podcasts, watching critiquers, watching people like Jesse Cox and being able to meet Jesse Cox and just kind of want to get into it was, you know, kind of my main goal at first. And it still is it's just, it's hard. It's hard to find cohesion, find where you want to land and then also try to balance, you know, a full-time job. Oh yeah. That's uh, I, that's understandable. <laughs> Who's the least favorite famous person you've ever met? I mean, uh, honestly, yeah, I mean, you Will answered. Wheaton. You answered. Oh, you met Will Wheaton? Man, I hate him. Yeah, <laughs> he is just not a very kind human being. If it's not for money, what color was his hair when you met him? Uh, brown. I met him at one of the Phoenix Comic Cons before I started streaming, and he was just not a generally nice person. I've told the, I've told the story several times. I don't really so much want to say it again because at some point it just sounds like I'm. I've got a shrine to my hatred of him in the background, you know, throwing darts at a paper covered, you know, dartboard. Yeah. Uh, that's not the case. I just think he's just, you know, not a good representation of online personality. We, uh, we actually talked about him in the last episode. It was kind of like a backhanded compliment. Like, he does a lot of good stuff, like, when it comes to motivational speaking and stuff. But we said we just don't like him. <laughs> if you had your Twitch channel before... You met him, he probably would have asked you to pay him to be on it. I have no idea. I couldn't confirm nor deny that. But actually, <laughs> that's funny when you mention that. Um, 
There, okay, so it's happened before. I can speak directly to an incident on Mixer where I, I've watched people try to offer paid spots on their streams because they're a more popular broadcaster. And I am, I, I am, I am no one of major interest on Twitch. I, I'll be the first to say that. I, I'm great for the people that watch me. I'm good at building a community, and I'm slowly getting there. But I'm not like a big dog or anything. Yeah. But then I'll watch other people be like, I'm the, I'm a platform and you have to pay me to be on my stream and you'll get exposed to my 20 or 30 followers that are watching me. And I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, if I could just, just smack you with some logic, I would, but I'm too far away and I can't teleport yet. Wait, so this means you're not paying us? No, I'm, I'm not this time. Next time. Um, actually, I, I thought my agent were to they get to your agent. It, and we'll, say, we'll have our people know, call your people. sandwiches yeah. involved. Oh. The, the sandwich didn't get there? No, it didn't. Oh, man, I thought we called Jimmy John's. <laughs> no, not this time. But, I mean, I do have a treat stream set up. It's like a little app that works through my, broad, uh, through my broadcast where I have, like, my food that I will except for orders as a form of donation that can deliver to my door. So you just hit me up next time. So, so hold on. Twitch lets your fans order you food? Uh, okay, so Twitch Twitch itself is just the platform. It's the website that the stream is just kind of held and, you know, played on. Um, OBS and other places have several plugins, and there's this thing called um, Treat Stream where you can set up food that you want, and people can go in and buy it for you. It's pretty great. Man, so you can have people send you food. That's uh, that's just insane. Could you imagine if, like, during a stream, you just had hundred people send you like a food all food no, all? No, uh, luckily time. I have it set to a two-hour minimum, and my stream isn't that generous outside of when they're watching me get turbo drunk, like for my birthday last month. <laughs> um, but they do go out of their way and will sometimes feed me if I ask nice enough. Someone sent me a Hawaiian pizza the other day. It was great. I know people think pineapple doesn't belong in pizza. It doesn't. I think you're wrong. I dig and it. And we I digress. Like, I like pineapple on pizza. So listen, you're telling me that all I have to do is get really good at video games and then start playing online and people will send me sandwiches? 100%. You just nailed it. You good at video games? That will never happen. No, I mean, I'm dedicated now. If there's sandwiches on the line... Yeah, you're dedicated, but good. I gotta agree with him. <laughs> no, I, well, yeah, you you uh, you you did the Destiny raid with us. Yeah, okay. So oh I, I think I think this is a good time to bring up the Destiny raid. Why you I think it was make me relive nightmares. It was so much fun. I was, I was digging it. Oh my gosh! It, it was like herding a cat through a wildfire with dogs chasing us. <laughs> okay, so I didn't know that. Um, bad guys actually show up when you're fighting the final boss fight because we cheesed it or whatever. I didn't know the bad guys showed up, and I was talking to one of my other friends about losing that raid and how poorly I was doing at the final big thing where you fight that turtle-looking dude or whatever. And okay, okay. <laughs> let's, let's get a little bit more context. We're talking about Destiny 2, the palace <laughs> raid, and we were talking about, at the time... The torch, uh, the the the, bash, uh, the banister fire cheese, where somebody will die, immediately cut to menu, come back while the rest of us are respawning, and then we start the callous encounter with no ads. Yeah, and we still lost because of me. Yeah, well, like a lot. It wasn't just the callous fight, though. I mean, we were <laughs> bombing it the whole time. <laughs> I have a very distinct Destiny playstyle. Yeah, and you just is, is that bad. 
Uh, for, for Jester, it's pretty bad. He's terrible. You remember? Yeah, no. I, I mean, my, yes, I do. My it play style is bad. The most yeah. difficult thing I tried to do. I was like, oh my god, please get me out of this, and I can't wait to tell your brother about the nightmare you're putting me through. You oh. were so nice, like the whole time, though, and I'm just sitting there, like, why? I'm like, why is he being so nice to me as I'm running up and punching people in the face that definitely shouldn't be punched in the face? Because you can't hear me every time I mute my mic and I'm just <laughs> screaming. At this dumb motherfucker is ruining my entire life, and I'm gonna attribute my lack of blood pressure to this man here in a minute. Hey, let's just try again, guys. We've got this. We can beat this. Yeah. Well, remember, uh, even even after we uh, did the dogs, or like when we were running through the under area of the Leviathan, I yeah. I was in the same room as Jester, and I literally had to stand up and do all the jumps for him. Yeah, I can't. Oh, yeah. That's stupid. Like, those jumps were dumb. They're not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, really not good at video games. So you're never so, going to get a sandwich from playing video games. I'm not going to get a sandwich from playing Destiny. I would buy you a sandwich if you play Destiny. If you streamed it. I'll stream Destiny for a sandwich. Oh, God. You go. You've got a sandwich in your future now. So, like, I, I got on Destiny the new one, uh, Forbidden? Forsaken? The Forsaken? Forsaken? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so it, it just, like, downloaded itself on my PlayStation all on its own. So I got on it, like and... It. I was just running around EDZ and it looked exactly the same. I don't. I mean, I don't even know what it is. What's this update all I, about? I haven't jumped into the Forsaken yet. I want to. I there's there's major feels. I know Nathan Fillion really didn't voice any of the last stuff. It was Nolan North, and there's been a lot of things. But um, this isn't a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Watching Cade get shot in the face, it, it made me feel something. Considering I started playing Destiny One at Alpha. Stopped playing it after I max leveled because it was a dumpster fire with a upgrading and progression system that a three-year-old probably created and came back hardcore and taken king. But I still have some love for that witty uh, gunslinger. And the next thing I know, he's dead. I'm sad. And I've got a emo-looking alien I want to hunt till the end of the universe. Well, for me, it's just Nathan Fillion, to me, was the only voice actor in that entire series, even, that had any personality to them. The rest were just monotone, and I hated it, and I hate the characters in Destiny, except for Cade. I didn't know that Nathan Fillion died. It's in the expansion. Did you not watch any of the trailers? No, what am I going to watch a trailer for? You are, you are just, you are my favorite, Jester. You were my favorite potato mustache. So, I, I've been watching, um... Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> That's where all my trailer time goes. Trying to catch up mm. on, on my Hulu originals. That makes sense. I like that. That's a that's a priority there. I think if I ever come back on, I'm going to ask you about Handmaid's Tale and ask you just to tell me all about it. Oh, man, I'll spoil it right now. I'm not done. But... No, no. This is, this is a video game podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's actually, uh, it's actually just a nerd and geek podcast. We talk about movies, video games, board games, whatever. How many times a week do you play Dungeons & Dragons? Oh, God, not often enough, but I am in two campaigns right now. One that's been going for over a year, and one that can never seem to keep considerable time. Uh, do you have any good D&D stories? We do. I mean, I could tell you where my username came from. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering that, because it makes absolutely no sense. Oh, well, Cutright was actually um, one of the first characters I played in D&D Pathfinder, and he was a... Uh, Cavalier Musketeer from uh, Pathfinder that was named Van Von Cutright, 
the hero of Sandpoint, the savior of the people. And at this point, I'm like pulling a Captain Morgan pose on a chair, screaming rather loudly. And, you know, Rob and Zeb and Justin are rolling their eyes. And people are holding their ears because all I decided to be was like pure anime hero character. <laughs> like what, what kind of anime? Like uh, Sword Art Online anime or Dot .hack or like... Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Ball, I'm, I'm guessing Dragon Ball Dragon Z. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> super Saiyan, uh, like Saiyan Man level obnoxious, loud, happy, and I will save you. Uh, doesn't quite know how to be a hero, but damn it, he's going to yell until he figures it out. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. And then uh, I died. So from there, <laughs> Cutright's now dead. So it's like, what do, I, what do you do with that naturally? Well, I really like the name, and Cutright's dead, and I'm back in a WoW. Let's make a Death Knight. So, you know, Death Knight Cutright comes to be, and then Cutright is suddenly really cool, and I'm thinking about streaming, but I'm not really thinking about what I want my name to be, because I used to go under other aliases at that time, but then I thought to myself, and through conversations with other people, you see a lot of streamers, especially smaller streamers, where it's like, the name's uh, plays, or TV, or gaming, and stuff like that, and I'm like, duh, I, we figured that's what you're doing. So, I thought to myself, what's, what's important? What should you be? Well, why don't you just be a name? Something not too ridiculous, something that rolls off the tongue. Huh, Cartwright sounds good. Okay, I guess that's us now. And Yeah, I had a D&D character one time. His name was Fonznor Arthorelli. And uh, he was... Let's let's save that for another episode. I have an episode planned for that. So... Oh, you got an episode planned for Fonznor? Yeah, let's... I miss him. Let's, let's uh, save... Arcane Trickster. Let's save another episode for that. <laughs> uh, Arcane Tricksters are awesome, though. Well, there you go. That's something to look forward to. For everyone that's listening, but uh, out to here too. Speaking, you have to make sure that you send me a link to that one. We'll uh, shout you out in that one, <laughs> or, or who knows? Maybe we'll have you on again to tell us some uh, D and D stories. I will always come talk about D and D. I'm not great at it. I would say I'm as good at D and D as I am at streaming. I'm okay, okay at best, but I'm really good at faking it. Can you be bad at D? I mean, it's collective storytelling. Can you be bad? Yeah. At doing well, that? listen. I. I. Oh God. Okay. I got another story for you guys. This is a D&D story. I'm so glad you guys called them that one podcast, not one, just in general. It's because so, we're critical failures, so. Yeah. I'm like, sitting I'm there, life in general. we're playing Pathfinder, and I'm playing with a younger kid, and he's playing a dragon mage, and you know how a dragon wizard, you know how those ones are like super Wait, you broken, mean a, a they're dragon, really uh... strong, high strength stat, and, you know, they're really supposed to be punchy wizard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason he is using nothing but spells. And one of his abilities is called Frostfall. And we're sitting there and there's just this large creek in front of us. And he asks the DM, looks at the DM with a straight face and just says, Can I freeze water? <laughs> <laughs> All of us have been playing D for a D&D for a very long time. I'll start busting a gut and laughing because with natural 20s, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And also on top of that, yes, you can freeze water. And we're just dying of laughter. We're hurting inside. Stitches are forming. And, of course, just so many more moments like that just form over time because he's younger. He doesn't really, you know, he's not the best at the game, but he has a great time doing it. And I'm just thinking to myself of, this will be the one I end up team killing. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because I'm playing an archer, and by God, I'm just going to fling an arrow at him for fun one day. Well, I mean, best case scenario, it happens truly on accident with a nat one. Uh, yes, oh, absolutely. And then when it does, like, fire ballista-like crit damage at him, I'll be okay with it. Because we use crit deck and crit fail deck. And we have been known to accidentally send 
enemies to the shadow realm before by rolling crits because magic <laughs> will get a random crit modifier that will open up the void dimension and drop the enemy in it. I know I'm going to do that to a teammate. It'll be like, okay, bye. Time for a new sheet. <laughs> yeah, roll alts. Yeah, well, yeah. I always have at least two alts ready just in case. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm the same way. I don't know. Cedric the Entertainer, he was one of my favorite bards that I've ever played. <laughs> You, you so, seriously have no creativity. That's so creative. Okay, so I created Fonznor, and I was, I was doing great as Fonznor Arthurelli, and then I roll another character, and the DM tells me that this one has to be canon. Like, the name has to be canon, because I can't keep messing around with names like Fonznor. So <clears throat> I'm going through, and I'm a bard. I have an entertainer background, and I'm going through the names for the bards, and one of them is Cedric. That's a canon name. So I'm just like, that's my name. I'm Cedric the Entertainer. And then I played through with the greatest bard in the history of the world. Yeah. So what, what point did your character die? Which one? I don't think... Cedric. Uh, Cedric is actually still alive. We just haven't grabbed that... We haven't done that campaign in a little bit. Uh, Fonsnor's still alive, too. That one's not finished, either. Fonsnor's still alive? Yes, he is. You told me Fonsnor was dead because of what I did to that man in the wilderness. No, no. We'll save that for another episode, but no, Fonsnor <laughs> still is alive. It's just... Wait, no, I'm suddenly concerned about this man in the wilderness. Did you make him a huckleberry or something? What did you do? <clears throat> okay, so... Um, I was we... I was DMing this campaign, and Fonsnor Arthurelli was a... You know what? I was going to say this in the D&D episode, but there's plenty more stories to pass around. But, uh... He was an arcane trickster rogue. And, oh my gosh, this, this guy was a train wreck. Uh, tell him the backstory. Of Fonsnor Arthurelli? Yeah. Okay, so Fonsnor, um, he was a rogue that worked undercover as an assassin for the Dragonborn. And he was helping this one Dragonborn gang work their way up in the ranks as high as they could get and um he met a woman and fell in love and he wanted to get out of the game so he went to the leader of the dragonborn gang and told him that he wants out and they said you can get out but you have to do one final job for us and they gave him a job that they thought was going to be impossible but he ended up pulling it off with one of his buddies even though no one knew that his buddy was the one who helped him out so he pulls the job off and now he's allowed to leave and he can go and marry his wife a couple of years down the line, the leader of the Dragonborn gang, one of his sons, sees Fonsnor riding around on his Mustang, and he falls in love with the Mustang, and he walks over to him, and he's talking to him about it, and blah, 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 blah. So that whole interaction's over, and um, Fonsnor goes home, and he finds that his wife has recently or passed away in the time that he was gone, but she left him this... Um, little pet dog as kind of a way to remember because she knew what was going on he didn't really know what was going on so he's developing this love and this friendship with the dog and the child or the kid of the leader of the dragonborn gang comes to his house one night when he's sleeping and kills his dog and steals his mustang so he dedicates the entire rest of his life to killing this dragonborn gang he's got this whole thing about how much he hates the dragonborns and i don't know but he went uh really Really, uh, he went from chaotic. Hey, I gotta stop you. Yes. At what point did you just 
like pick up John Wick's script. So I was watching and John Wick. That this was gonna be my next character. All I've heard was the story of John Wick one. You got me at Mustang and Dog, and then I was like, okay, at some point he's gonna break the joke, but I think like I need to cut right to it. No, that was legitimately what he had written on his character sheet, and I told him, "Are you serious?" He didn't think I was. I thought that was really creative because they were both Mustangs. But I mine. Just, Mine was a horse. Jester, What's I up? know you're a joker, but this joke stinks. I was an arcane trickster. That's what I said. Actually. And think about think about the name Fonzarelli. What does it sound like? This just hurts me. It's it's Arthur Fonzarelli. Yeah. The, where's the creativity in? He this? was so cool. No, he wasn't. He was. I think I think I think you guys are gonna have to bring me back on. We're gonna have to have a conversation on character design, the process. We get a bunch of people. We just have an open board. And we're just going to have Jester sit there with a notepad, duct tape over his face, and take notes. I, I, You know what? I will record that on video. <laughs> but, no. I, 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 it might be your first video a video recorded podcast. But legitimately, like, Fonznor had a reason to live. But, oh my gosh, this guy, he was a sociopath. He wasn't a sociopath. He just had his own way of doing things. Okay, they, they go uh, to this... It's technically not called being a sociopath. It's called being uh, chaotic evil or chaotic stupid. Same thing. Oh, no, this guy was straight up a sociopath. I understand alignments. Trust me, I do. But he was just a straight up sociopath. They, uh, they went to a town that was being attacked by bandits and was like basically... The bandits were like holding people up and shit. And uh, in order to get into the bandit camp, he poisons an innocent man with jerky. Okay, I didn't poison him with jerky. I gave him poisonous jerky, and he ate it. Because he thought you Did were his you friend. Tell him it was poisonous. No, what I'm gonna—I don't need to tell him everything. Okay, never mind. Chaotic sociopath it is. <laughs> well, the worst part is he, the other guy, the other part of the party—they were out there fighting enemies and stuff, and. He's over there drinking with this guy who he decides to poison. We needed to bring him to the Red Brands. Yeah, and then you, after he was poisoned and on the ground holding his stomach and shit, you drag him to the Red Brands camp. I didn't. I ran away and hid, and our paladin dragged him to the Red Brands Because camp. you told them to. I know. I said that that's where they needed to take him so that he could get healed. They brought him there. The whole town hated him. No one knew I did it. It was awesome. You said he was a bad guy. And the whole town didn't hate him. In, he was in the opinion of the Red Brands, he was a bad guy because he was actually in charge of the city watch. The Red Brands were terrorizing the town, and you helped them by giving them the leader of the city watch. Yeah, but we got rid of him eventually. I, 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 I'm thinking this might be an episode starter. <laughs> you guys should just fade to black, fade to white. Yeah, this should be like in memory something of like Jester's head and then Failed's head. Arguing back and forth, and then back to episode four, what have you. Well, that's a pick up. Yeah. So that's, anyway, I mean, like, yeah, Twitch. Tell us. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Alexis plays pistachio. Wait, but, what? Uh, oh, that joke right now. Everyone, uh, it's a social media meme right now where people will tell a story, and it's of you know questionable emotional attachment. And then at the end, it'll be like, anyway, Alexa, play Despacito. And so I make a meme about it, and oh, okay. I say, Alexis, play Pistachio, because oh, okay. I don't say Despacito right. I usually call it Despacho, which is wrong. I thought that's and how you I said it. And I don't care, but all of the people that love that song 
yell at me when I say it wrong. Yeah, who cares if they yell at you for it? I don't... Exactly. I, I thought that the way that you said you pronounced it wrong was the right way to pronounce it. Oh, no, it's, it's Despacito. Oh. Eh. That song is pretty catchy, though. Although I do like the parodies of it. Yeah, the This Burrito one. Yeah. By, <laughs> that was so good. I forget that guy's name. Uh, he's like Juan on YouTube or something, and he does all those hilarious remakes. He redid that as This Burrito. It was so good. Hmm. Um, the, the Those parodies, every time I watch parodies of any songs like that, I always end up going back to Shreds. Oh, yeah, Shreds are so good. Have you ever watched a Shreds video cut right? I haven't. Okay, so look up uh, either Beach Boy Shred, Maneater Shred, or uh, I Want It That Way Shred. Yeah. The it, what it is is they get the music videos for these songs or like they get concert footage, and uh, they basically make them play terribly and they change the voices to where they sound terrible and it's just it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, you don't have to watch one right now because we're recording, but you should eventually. Yeah, and let us know what you think about it because uh, that they're they're pretty hilarious. I love them. No, absolutely. I'll definitely check it out. Only if uh, you guys promise to look up Despacito 2. Okay, we will. Okay, okay good. And Here, then, I'm uh, going to make a note of it. We come back with whose meme was worse, and we go from there. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you type it down, too. It's I like, told you, I'm making a note of it. <laughs> what, is he, what is he talking about? And then you're going to see it and realize it's some of the worst thing you've ever watched. Oh, I'm pretty sure it will be, but we'll see which okay. one's worse. I bet you ours I is worse. I, I let my stream pick the music, and let me tell you how song requests, whoever originally came up with that concept on Twitch, should be hung. Why? How does it work? By the toes and tar and feather. Because, okay, so one can only listen to Country Roads and Baby Shark so many times in a stream before they feel like their sanity <laughs> is sick. <laughs> and my stream, well, they're beautiful people. I love my community. They are, the, they are the coolest community on Twitch. They're great. They're sweet. They're caring. They're all-inclusive. They're fucking monsters and horrible DJs and love to hurt me. And I will make sure this moment is clipped out and sent to them because I want them to understand that they hurt me and break my soul every time they make me, make me listen to Baby Shark remixes for four fucking hours. Uh. While I know... I'm in control of this, and I can easily stop the song request. Sometimes I sit there and think to myself, maybe it won't be a remix. It won't be Country Roads. They'll play The Offspring or something I care about. No, uh, instead, let's go cut right. But I love The Offspring. great monsters, and I'm happy to call them my own. <laughs> I think I could do Country Roads for four hours. I think uh, oh. John Denver was great. Oh. I couldn't even do a song that I like for four hours straight. That would just drive me crazy. John Denver used to do cocaine with Van Morrison until he flew his airplane into a mountain, and then Van Morrison became all religious. But uh, anyway, um, we are running short that, on that, time. That but went somewhere. We 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 are running short on time. But I want to talk to you about like what's your favorite movie at the moment? What's your favorite TV series at the moment? And then tell us something nobody knows about you for your Twitch stream. Oh, heavens. Uh, favorite movie at the moment. I mean, I can tell you my least favorite movie at the moment that, that I just saw in theaters. It's usually what I do. <laughs> the, the Nun is horrible. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Like, The Conjuring was kind of entertaining. Annabelle was kind of entertaining. The Nun is just bad. 
is just pandering and grasping at straws, and I'm tired of bad jump scares, especially when a movie like Hereditary came out, and the creepiest part of that movie was hearing that woman click her mouth, and then you think to yourself, I used to do that all the time as a kid. But then you watch The Nun, and it's like everything is so stare uh, just like um, easy-to-read jump scare, and you just think to yourself, is it done yet? Yeah, so it's the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom of horror movies? Yes. <laughs> everything is really easy to understand. There's absolutely no real plot break or twist, and nothing is entertaining, and everything is expected. So have you seen The Quiet Place? Yes, and... Best, I love. I, I I want to love that movie, and I want to hate it. It's it's coming up as meh to me. I, I okay, so I love it as one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Like it's gonna go down as one of the greatest horror movies of all time if you cut the last like ten minutes off the end and get rid of the waterfall scene. No, that that was so important. See, no, I, it wasn't because why don't they live in the waterfall? <laughs> well, actually, I had the same question when I heard when I watched oh, it. Oh man, that was a huge spike! I leaned into the mic laughing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, just, why, why don't you live behind the waterfall? Why don't you just build your house literally on stilts in the middle of the waterfall? If you played a day of Minecraft, you know that's possible. Set up some tents and go relocate, you dumbasses. Why didn't Will Smith move out of New York in pursuit of happiness? Because it makes for a better movie. I, listen, I, I get that there's some cinema stuff going there, and well, I'm excited to watch Cinema Sins destroy a quiet place. It's uh, it, it's just like video game logic. I mean, movie has its own logic, too. It was a good movie, I will agree. Okay. It okay. was very entertaining. Watching, it was Olivia Mund, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. John Curzon. like, have a baby in the movie... And then put the baby in a literal sense deprivation chamber because that's great for any form of like growing up and development. Well, I mean, they they got to keep it safe. I was losing my mind though. That movie was yeah. It was it was such a good movie, but I want to hate it, but I want to love it. It's just I don't know. Favorite series movie that made no sense. Favorite series. Favorite series right now. um, Keeping in mind, keeping in mind that you haven't watched Charm and Quest yet. That I haven't watched what? Harmon Quest. Okay. Um, Adventure Time will always be one of my favorite series. I'm really sad it ended. Yeah. And I think that is going to leave an open wound for many people for years to come. Favorite non-animated series at the moment. Um, I'd probably jump into saying that I am still trying to finish up Luke Cage 2, and I'm digging it. Okay. And then, of course, uh, I've got a, I've got an anime favorite and uh, whatever. I'm a basic white girl when it comes to anime, but My Hero Academia is fantastic. Everyone should watch it. Look it up now. Do it. See, that's how I, that's how I feel about Code Geass. Um, I love Code Geass, and they're making a movie now and a video game, and I'm super excited about mm-hmm. it. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Lelouch is dead? Uh, you know what? Uh, the the movie is actually called uh, Code Geass: Lelouch of the Resurrection, I believe. So I think he is yes, dead. But I mean, I think he's coming back. Interesting. Because I feel like his overall thing was he wanted to end the Britannian Empire, so he sacrificed himself to do it. Right, and of course, there's that scene where there she's just piloting, not piloting, she's just driving a wagon, and she's just talking to someone, and they're just kind of like. 
talks back into the open wagon back. It's like everyone assumes, oh, that's him! Lelouch is alive! This is evidence and proof! And then they go radio silent for eight years. Yeah, I, I think he's dead, though. Yeah, same. Okay, now, what, now tell us one thing that nobody knows about you for your Twitch stream. Well, my MyFreeCams account is www... I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Shameless plug. God, what... I, I watched on stream 20 hours plus a week right after work. So People th- see me at probably my most stressed out level. Yeah. And I would probably say something that... I would say people know, and I, I think this is the best way to put it. People know, but they don't see it because I don't want them to is that streaming is by far the most soothing thing I've ever gotten to do it is truly therapy for me and being able to get on and talk to people it doesn't matter if I am talking to myself to an empty room to a group of 30 40 no people it is soothing it is a moment for me to be able to just talk be around people but also be super happy that sometimes I don't have to wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> because really, the camera goes from like just just pectoral line up. Yeah. And I, I, I underwear always because, you know, I'm a, I run a Christian Minecraft server stream. <laughs> I, that's a fucking lie. What I'm saying, though, is sometimes I take some love in knowing that I was too lazy to put on pants, and you know what? We're hi. I'm cut right. Welcome to the stream. And yeah. you know what? Sometimes it's okay. So I don't go pee during that stream. I, uh, I I think we got you beat. We we could technically sit here naked. We could sit here butt ass naked, and no one will know. That's oh, true. this we is don't my first. This is my first uh, video list podcast. I could be stark naked, just laying in bed with a rose in my mouth right now. And then <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if you are, we want pictures, okay? Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll post the pictures in the description. We'll put them up on Facebook and Instagram. Don't worry. Yeah. All right. So, um, with that beautiful note, thinking about cut right in bed with the rose in his mouth, uh, we're gonna have to end. We are at time for the day, so we we're going to uh, put a link to cut right stream in the description for this episode go ahead and check him out and then we'll also put a link to his uh twitter instagram and do you have facebook uh no i don't i don't have public facing facebook well my name okay. is used people can find me i don't i don't believe i am important enough to warrant a facebook fan page oh well well we'll post on our facebook pan, fan page um with your twitter handle and your instagram account information and then and um twitch channel well, obviously. Yeah, and your Twitch channel. <laughs> and then uh, also in the description, we're going to put the links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We finally have all of them up at Nat1Studios. So that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you, Cutright, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, Not, it's, it's been awesome. Uh, maybe we'll have you on again sometime. This we, has been pretty fun. We will definitely have you on sometime Trade again. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. So until next week, just game on. Peace out. <laughs>